Welcome to the Raise the Roof, uh, Remove the Walls podcast. Andy and Joe here with you. Hey, guys. And, uh, well, it's going to get weird today, guys. Um, weirder, weirder. Weirder. I mean, it's it starts there. It's it's buyers, boys, so you knew this was going to happen. Um, we, we, we've set ourselves on a little schedule. We, we do a passage, we do a song, we do a parable, like we have some different little, little things we do. And, and this, this week was going to be a song. So we, we kicked around a few ideas and then we pulled one out of left field and said, you know what we should do? We're going to talk about the Beatles. And so yes. today, today you get your first taste of some Beatles. It won't be the last, I'm sure. Uh, no. we're talking about the song, let it be, uh, today. Um, and now don't, don't get us wrong. We're not trying to tell you that the Beatles are some sort of uh, hidden Christian band that you didn't know about. They're the Beatles. They're everything you thought they were about the Beatles. Um, and maybe more. And, and maybe, and maybe more. more. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, um, and I'm, I'm, I do this all the time. I, I love talking about movies, like normal, not, not Christian. Sorry, you can't see the air quotes I'm using with my fingers, but like not Christian <laughs> produced movies, just, just normal movies that I love to go and find the truth in. Because the truth is, we're all made in the image of God, and and He creeps out sometimes in ways that people weren't expecting, that they didn't intend necessarily. Especially through art, through through movies and music and those things. Like the truth comes out even when people don't necessarily intend it, and it's very easy sometimes to to find God in those things, even when people weren't necessarily trying to display Him. Um, we we don't lose that completely. He's he's still in there. Um, we still, we still bear the marks of being made yeah. in his image. And so it, it comes sneaking out sometimes. Um, yes, I've, I've done Bible study lessons on everything from star Wars to Eminem. Okay. That the rapper, not the candy. Um, <laughs> you could probably do the candy too. I, I'm I, sure I, I can do the candy. That's uh, the, the rapper is much more of a stretch probably for most people than the candy. Um, but so this morning, uh, we want to talk about, let it be. By the Beatles, um, really, really good song. So, Pops, I'll let you kick it off here. Well, you know, I mean, of course, I grew up in the generation of the Beatles. Um, I can remember I was 12 years old, 1964, when I first heard a Beatles song. Um, it was Let Me Hold Your Hand. Uh, we're not probably ever going to do that one because there is not much, even, even non-spiritual ideas of that. But um, I've always felt that the Beatles were seekers. I mean, their 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 whole musical experience and their connection with Eastern mysticism and meditation and all that. These guys really were seeking. Now, it's interesting that they they all grew up in in at least nominal Christian homes, homes that were quote I'm using air quotes also quote Christian, but not a whole lot of of church or, or God intergrained in their lives. But as they got more famous, I think that the, the searching, the, 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 what they thought this was going to bring them, the wealth, the fame, the popularity and all that, didn't feel that inner hunger. So they began to look. And I think one of the things that breaks my heart about the overall um, journey of the Beatles is that there didn't seem to be any Christian who kind of stood up and and shared with them the gospel of Jesus Christ and showed them who he was. Uh, and I think Let It Be is one of those uh, songs that kind of typifies that seeking 
uh, heart that these four young men had. Well, they're not young men anymore. <laughs> they're older than me, and I'm old, okay? Um, I think Paul McCartney just turned 80, so that kind of blew me away right there. Uh, but as I listened to Let It Be, I guess I would summarize it this way, that the theme of this song is one of trouble and an hour of darkness and broken-hearted people looking for a word of wisdom that leads to hope. Um, and they're, they're, they're hoping that there'll be a chance that they will be able to see and experience that answer sometimes in their lives. Now, one of the things I did look up, cause I was, I was interested, you know, it uses the term when I find myself in trouble, Mary, mother Mary comes to me and it mentions mother Mary a couple of times in the song. And I'm thinking, is this a reference to the Virgin Mary? Uh, but everything I read, no. Uh, Paul McCartney's mother was named Mary, and she died when he was, I think, a teenager. And it was almost like she was sort of now his kind of spiritual God or what he looked to to bring him comfort. And that's where the song comes from. But it, to me, I mean, when you when you look at the lyrics, um, uh, he talks about in an hour of darkness and times of trouble, broken hearted people. So it's very much, I think, I mean, they capture the world, <laughs> yeah. but they capture the world without Jesus, because with Jesus, are we going to have times of trouble? Absolutely. But he tells us in John 16, three, take heart because I've overcome the world. Are we going to have, is the world dark? Yes, it, it is. It's a dark place. I mean, um, we were we spent our weekend with you guys this weekend, and we were coming back home. Uh, Grammy and I, your mom, were talking, and one of the things she said, and it's so true, we've quit watching the news for the most part because it's it's just depressing. Yeah, and it's not depressing necessarily because they make it depressing, even though there is some element of that. It's depressing because a lot of the news in the world is depressing because it's a dark place. And as far as brokenhearted people, they're everywhere. They're in the church. They're in the world. And you know, it, it, as I as I listened to this song and read the lyrics again, I was reminded that. This is all true of the world, but the, the 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 hope that we have is in Jesus, you know, not in the world, because the world can only offer us trouble, darkness, and brokenheartedness. Jesus offers us hope, light, and salvation. And and so as I, I, I again listened and thought about this and read the lyrics, yeah, it just reminded me that this is a song that really typifies the world without Jesus. And we, as followers of Jesus, need to show the world Jesus so that these things can change in their lives. Yeah, and, and I mean, you, you nailed this, that, that, you know, things are broken and things are dark. They describe the world very well, but there's there's little glimmers of hope, even if yes. you know, there will be an answer, um, whispers yes. of wisdom, that there's still a light that shines on me. That's the one that really stands out. I, yes. I don't think Paul McCartney um, knows what the light that's really wants to shine on him is or what the answer truly is. But like that, that longing for it and, and believing and expecting that there is something out there that answers this stuff. That yes. It's, it's got to be and and trusting in that and waiting on that. And, yeah. knowing that. and I think it's really cool. I mean, if you really want to get technical here, let it be basically means amen. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's let true. It, yeah, let that's it be so. May it be so. Yeah. Like the word amen that we end all our prayers with is basically, yeah, let it be. 
God, God let yeah. now he's not singing to God. He's not saying this to God. Um, no, he's, he he, he's almost hoping that there will be that amen. Yes. It's it's almost like, like, I, I feel like you can go talk to him the way Paul talks to the Athenian and says, hey, you've got this, this thing to an unknown God. You don't know who you're talking to. Let me tell you who you're talking to. Um, yes. Yes. That he's hoping there's going to be someone that answers this, that, that takes care of this, that, hey, I'm, I'm just going to trust this and, and let it be. Let something come here and, and deal with this, that, that let that light still shine on me. Yes. When the night is cloudy yeah. and all this stuff is so difficult. Yeah. And yeah. that longing and that searching is something we need to understand about the world. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah. and it's not. Sometimes we offer we, we're, as the church, we come to the end and we're telling them the truth. Like the things we say to them are true. Like this is what God says. And this but we start in the wrong place. We start in the middle and not at the beginning where we need to where God wants to start, where, the way Jesus starts with people, right? I think about yeah. the adulterous woman, you know, who, who God does, Jesus tells her, go and sin no more. Go and leave your life of sin. That's not the first thing he says to her, though, right? No. First, he forgets right. her. First, he shows her grace, right? First, he loves her. He has that moment first. And, and I mean, and hers are really close together. Not everybody's going to be really close together. Sometimes the grace takes a long time before we can get to some of that other stuff that they're going to hear. But we want to start with the stop sinning so often. But they can't. They can't. We yeah. can't. I know Jesus and I can't even do that. I mean. <laughs> no. But, yeah, that's a good point. Well, you know, um, I, I you, you talked about the adultery. I think of the woman at the well. I mean, he carries on this long conversation with her about water, about worship. And, and, and here's the interesting thing. That's the first person he overtly identified himself as the Messiah to, you know, the disciples were getting it as they watched and heard him teach, but he says, that's me. Well, I, I was thinking, you know, when you look at the life of these four guys who were probably the most famous musicians in the history of the world. Yeah. Um, they were looking for that answer in material things, money, success, ultimately, drugs and, and things like that. And then just kind of religion in general, anything. So that's so why most you know, of the conversation will be early Beatles. That, that, that exploration into drugs makes the later Beatles music yes. harder to talk. Yeah. About. yeah. We're not going to do too many things out of the white album because it yeah. got a little strange, but you know, I think about the world today. What do we look to? Well, man, all through 20 and 21, the, the, the term I kept hearing, follow the science, follow the science. So we're depending upon science for a lot of people. A lot of people are depending on technology. I mean, we're talking about some things that I've been hearing about lately on the new, uh, well, actually reading on the Internet, about some of the technology they say is coming down the road that is just mind-blowing. And, and, and we're looking to that technology. Or we're looking to political answers and electing the right candidate and the right party and the right political philosophy. Or we're looking to laws and regulations. You know, uh, I was listening to thing the other day. There's somebody who's proposing that one of the problems with the global uh, warming, uh, the climate change, is cows are farting too much. So we got to deal with that. Now, I want to watch him stop a farting cow. Okay, I want to go. I want to watch how you stop a cow from farting because I, I don't know how to do that. Or we look to religion and there's a lot of people in the church, and I love them, but they're looking to religion. They're not looking to Jesus to be that answer. 
And in the Bible, we see people exhibiting all of these things that they're looking for. I mean, Samson was looking for answers in pleasure and sensuality. I mean, this man, you know, he gets dumped by his his future wife, and he goes out, and this relationship with Jezebel that Samson has blows my mind because he keeps telling her his secrets are lying to her about what makes him strong. And every time it happens, and I'm thinking, can the guy not put two and two together and figure out something here? But he doesn't seem to because he's so focused on filling his life with the pleasure and sensuality the world has to offer. I think about Saul before he became Paul, success. I mean, yeah, it was persecuting the church, but why was he doing that? So he could build his reputation with the leaders in Jerusalem so he could move up the, the corporate Jewish religious ladder, you know? In Acts chapter 8, we have this guy, Simon the Magician, who is, he is so focused on the on the miraculous and the supernatural power that the apostles have that he wants to buy it from them, you know? And then Herod, human acclaim, even, even you know, he goes to make this speech to the people of Tyreen and, and Sidon, and they go, oh, it's not the voice of a man, but of God. And he receives that acclaim, and of course, he dies beaten with worms a little bit later, which, you know, but I'm thinking what we see people chasing after today that leaves them in that trouble and that darkness and that brokenhearted, they're really looking, as you said, they're looking for that word of wisdom. They're looking for the light, but they're looking for it in a place they'll never be able to find it. Yeah. And, and the struggle for us is that I think we often do just substitute religion and that, oh, you, you should live this way. And like, no, 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 yes. no, 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 you need Jesus. And because yes. you have Jesus, then he changes you to be this person. And and right. we, even as believers, get this out of order sometimes. And especially yes. when we're trying to share that with other people, it's, it's, it's difficult trying, right? No, you got to start with Jesus. It all starts and ends yes. with Jesus. There's a reason he calls himself Alpha Omega. There's a whole lot of reasons, but like, it's all him. It's all grace. I don't know if you've ever heard us talk about grace. Um <laughs> But uh, people know, at Church of the Butte have heard me talk about grace, trust me. <laughs> no, but I mean, we could we could probably do this all day looking at people from the Bible that like went looking in the wrong places for stuff. As you were going through that list, I, I'm always fascinated by Nebuchadnezzar. Um, <laughs> it started because yes. I played him in a children's musical. Okay. It's 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 first Baptist Artesia children's choir. It's your fault. Okay. You made me be Nebuchadnezzar when I was like nine or ten. Um, and I was throwing people in fiery furnaces, but like He's so fascinating because he's so bipolar. Like you read one story and he's building this, this image of himself for everyone to worship because he thinks a whole lot of himself and everyone around does. And then, oh, after the fiery furnace, no, we should worship this God. But then the next chapter, he's doing something stupid again. Like this back and forth, he's cl- even as like the most powerful person on the planet at the time. When the Babylonian Empire is at its peak and Nebuchadnezzar is the guy, he's still searching. He still doesn't. He's still not satisfied you know, and doesn't get it. And we never will be. We we, we were made in the image of God, which means we were made to connect to him, to, to worship him, that that's what we're created for. We're created to display the glory of God. And so when we're not, we feel like we're missing something. And so we're constantly searching for it and looking for it. And like you said, here are four guys in the Beatles who based on the lyrics were definitely searching. So, Oh yeah. No question. Well, uh, there's a there's a Plum song. It's an older song by Plum called God Shaped Hole. And, and that's always struck me. We all have 
this part in our life that is, there's a hole, there's a vacuum there. And the only thing that's going to fill that up is a relationship with God. And that only comes through Jesus. But we, but the world tells us, Oh, try all this other stuff. It'll, 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 it'll it'll fill it up and it it won't. And, you know, I think there are people who have died seeking God, but always not knowing and trying to, to place those, those other things in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Nebuchadnezzar is interesting because <laughs> I mean he sees with Daniel the 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 way God works with Daniel. Uh, he sees with Shadrach, Meshach, but then later, you know, oh, he becomes this wild, wild animal. Himself. Yes, yeah, and and then he lifts his hand, head up to God and says, "Yeah, you know, thank you, God of whatever." But he never comes to that that personal faith, personal relationship. And I think there are a lot of people who see religion as good. You know, when I was a youth pastor, I think you probably faced this too. I had people come to me and say, my kid's really good, but they're, 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 they're doing this. And I said, okay, if they were really good, they wouldn't do this. And you wouldn't be here talking to me to ask me to help your kid. Okay. So let's get that straight. Okay. None of us are good apart from Jesus. So we're all in the same boat, but I'll never forget this one couple. And they come to me, and, and their kid wasn't a part of our youth group. He didn't want anything to do with God or the church. I mean, that was pretty obvious as I spent time with him. His dad was convinced it's because he quit football, and that's why his life screwed up. And his mother was convinced that it was simply because he didn't have the right direction as far as what he was going to do with his life, as far as you know, profession. And I kept trying to say to them, it's about Jesus. And they got so angry at me that they said, forget it, you can't help us, because that's really the issue. I mean, the issue isn't any of these other things, but religion is much easier than following Jesus. I can follow a set of rules. That's no problem. You know, I I can at least fake it, but with following Jesus, there is no faking because it's not about the outward actions. It is first about the heart. Um, Rich Mullins has a song called Maker of Noses that I love because he talks, I know the weird, the sound, the the title is weird, but he talks about when he asks people what he should do, how he should find direction. And I think I'll follow your nose. And he can't, he said, every time I turn my head, it changed directions. And and I think that's a lot of people, you know, Paul, um, yeah, Paul in Ephesians talks about not being tossed to and fro by every little trend of doctrine or thought or philosophy that comes down the road. And boy, that's that's our country. That's even the church at times. So, yeah, um, it, it's really centered up on that relationship with God through Jesus. Nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure I'm sure every youth pastor has plenty of those stories where, where basically parents come to you and say, fix my kid. You know, they, they, they want the steps, they want the rules. They, and, and what they're looking for is a certain behavior. You know, and like you mentioned, if, look, if all we're after is behavior modification, if I just have to follow these rules and do things a certain way, that that's, that's a lot easier than following a person and having a relationship. It's, it's a lot less complicated, a lot less messy, but that's not what God gave us. In fact, the old Testament points out the fact that, Hey, here's the law. Here are the rules. And guess what? You guys can't follow them. Like we're not capable of doing that. And, and as as Paul points out, and especially as Hebrews points out, like the law does not save anyone. Like the rules cannot save anyone. Only Jesus can save us, and that's that's what we need. And and that's kind of what I see in this song. You know, this idea of letting it be is that we're putting our trust over here instead of trying to do this ourselves. Instead of it being about my effort 
and my ability and my strength and my power and my will. It's let it be. I'm going to, I'm going to put this in somebody else's hands. I'm going to let them take care of it. And I'm sure that's not what they're going for, but it's, it's this beautiful idea that we need to have more of in the church that God, I'm placing this in your hands and, and my life is going to be built on my relationship with you and not what I can do and not what I can fix. What else did you look at in this song? One of the things I looked at was the name of the album in which Let It Be came from. And the name of the album is Let It Be. Hey. And there were two they, you know, <laughs> there were two other songs. We hey, back in the 60s, you didn't have to be that creative. They, they're still not that creative with album titles. Okay. Half the time. What's so, that song on this true. album? Just name that the album. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, there were two songs on this album that 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 kind of went along with Let It Be that I thought, wow, the the overall kind of direction of this album really is is kind of summed up in the song Let It Be. The the first one was one called Across the Universe. And I basically I I, I vaguely remember this song. It wasn't one of their big hits or anything. But it was it's as I listened to it, it was in li- and looked at the lyrics. It was a depressing song because the chorus says this. Nothing's going to change my universe. And I think that there are people who get to that point who they've tried all of this stuff. And quite honestly, the church, you know, you were talking about we start in the middle. And I agree. But I think sometimes we answer questions. Nobody's asking yeah. You know, we, we're throwing all this these answers out, but it's not really what the culture is asking. I think of Philip when he was dealing with the Ethiopian eunuch and the eunuch was reading from the book of Isaiah. And it says Philip started from where he was at. He didn't go. Oh, no, no, no. We have to go back over here. He starts where he's at and he answers the question that the guy had, because that's really the guy asked him a question. And Philip just answers the question. I think if sometimes the church if we as God's people would listen to the questions that are being asked and not just answer what we want them to know, but to answer their questions and to be honest at times going, I'm not sure, let's work on that together. I I think there would be an input, but I mean, when I listen to this song and there's going, nothing's going to change my universe. So no matter how bad it is, it ain't going to get better. I mean, that's the definition of hell, (laughs) you know? And then the other the other song was was one that I remember a whole lot because I really remember liking this song. It was called The Long and Winding Road. And it's a song that expresses that we're searching for something or someone, but no clue as to what it is. So again, there is that 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 attitude of I'm, I, I want it. I want to find out what it is, but I don't know where it is. I don't know even how to get there. I don't know what direction to go. And it just breaks my heart that there wasn't a believer that, you know, would stand up and go, hey, guys, let me share with you about what I found. So, yeah. Across the Universe is actually a, a movie, too. Like, there, there's a movie about it's, – it's set in the 60s. It's not really about the Beatles, but it uses a lot of their music and set during the 60s where oh, really? this upper-class girl falls in love with a guy from Liverpool who's – you know, a weird musician or something. I think I, I don't remember it well. I oh, cool. I'll have to look it up and watch it. I didn't so, know that. Cool. So even the obscure Beatles songs get made into movies. So you know, it's just even the obscure uh, Beatles songs get sung in a musical production in Roswell, New Mexico. Well, like, yeah, like, that's that's pretty specific there, though. Um, <laughs> not talking about his granddaughter's thing at all. Yes. So, 
Your granddaughter, who was nice enough to not even tell you there was a Beatles song, so there was a surprise when they sang Beatles. It was. It was so cool. It was so cool. You know, if we were going to talk about DC Talk, you could talk all day about DC Talk, because that was one of the groups I remember when you were a kid. You weren't even a teenager yet that really impacted your life. And see, I mean, I don't think I don't think younger people, younger generations, younger than my generation can really understand the impact that the, their music made on our generation. It, it was huge. I mean, you know, your aunt, my sister is much older than me. And so she listened to, uh, she, she came in, in the late forties to the, to the late fifties. She graduated from high school in 57, I think. Um, so, you know, the Elvises and the, as we talked about the other day, the Paul Anka's and the, and the, <laughs> the, the Bobby Rydell's and all of those guys who Pat Boone is what she listened to. And I can remember thinking, you know, as a little kid, I hate this. This is horrible. <laughs> you know. And then, and, and I don't want to bang on the church, but then I would go to church and I would sing hymns and I'm sorry. <laughs> I just hymns when I was growing up, always reminded me of a guy standing up there moving his hand. I didn't have the slightest idea what that meant. <laughs> and everybody buried in their, in their hymnals, singing to their hymnals, not to God. And um, so music as a kid was like, I don't want anything to do with that. And then when the Beatles came, it was like, it was almost like this is, it's almost like Jesus is what they were looking for and didn't know it. Their music was what I was looking for and didn't know it. So I can remember when Beatle, when a new Beatle album would come out. Oh gosh, that was that was the talk of of all of us. Oh, we got to go buy it. You know, uh, those were albums. Those are vinyl. We need to explain to you know they got a little hole in them. You know, um, but they're no, those are back. back. Vinyl's back. Vinyl's back. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, so you know when when you when you listen, you know we were a generation that listened for the meaning in the song. We wanted to know what are these guys communicating? And we, I mean, we were desperate for that because so much of the music that came before the sixties and the early seventies was, it was nice, you know, you could dance to it and maybe nice, you know, sing song thing, but it didn't have a lot of deep meaning. And all of a sudden, and the Beatles early stuff didn't, but all of a sudden in that late sixties to early seventies, they did. And I think that's what attracted me to Christian music, to be honest with you, because there's a message there that means something. And uh, so, yeah, I, I let it be is one of those songs that I think simply reflects the reality of what the world's looking for. They're not sure where to find it. They know it's there somewhere, but they're not sure what it is. So our job is to go out and not just proclaim what it is, but live out what it is, because that's more powerful than our words. Well, yeah. More than our words. Oh, well, that's, that's, yeah. God tells us that all the time. And, and then we're ready to explain what it is when we live it out. And they go, Hey, I, I, I see you have an answer. Like I have this broken heartedness. I, you know, all these things yeah. that, that people start. How with, do you get through that? That we struggle with yeah. in the church too. Like we're not immune to those things. We just have no. in the midst of those things that we we're, oh, we're yeah. not tossed by. Like you mentioned earlier, we're not tossed completely by those waves. We feel the waves, but we're anchored to something. We're we're held down. Yeah. So, yeah. what are, what keeps you held down? His name's Jesus. Here he is. Yeah, let me introduce you. Um, yeah, I mean Hebrews talks about he's the anchor. Yeah, he's the anchor. 
Yeah, I keep, you know, I, I talked to somebody here recently, you know, and um, their comment was, you seem to to have a stable foundation in your life. Well, yeah, his name's Jesus, because everything else changes. Everything else in my world in 71 years of living has changed, except Jesus. So if I'm basing it upon anything else, I'm either going to have to move with that or it's going to chunk me off and I'm not going to have a foundation. He doesn't move. He doesn't change. So, yeah. And once I found it, it's, it's there. It's, it does, you know, he, he doesn't go, well, if you don't behave right, I'm taking this, this away from you. No, he never takes himself away from us. You know, uh, we could get in a whole discussion of, you know, security of the believer, but to not believe that once I become a believer, it's there and it's not going to go away. Am I going to screw up? Yeah, but we got that thing called grace that leads to forgiveness that takes care of that. Doesn't license me to live like I want to, but it gives me security that if I screw up, I haven't blown the whole thing. Well, and, and that's what allows us to say, let it be for us. Because, yes. Hey, yes. this stuff's going to come. This stuff's going to happen. Let it, let it be. I've, yes. I've my anchor. I've got my thing that I'm holding on to. Um, Absolutely. They're saying that and they don't even know what to hold on to yet. They're just hoping that there is something to hold on to. Yes. Yes. Um, and, you know, and, and I marvel at our brothers and sisters in countries that are so persecuted that their faith doesn't waver. You know, it, it uh, we're fixing to take a trip to a country where, quite honestly, Christianity is not the and there is some persecution leave going on in this country. And and I'm 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 almost anxious to meet these believers to go how? what is it that God has done in your life that allows you to have this foundation? You know, you've got the light, you've got the wisdom of God, but how do you hang on to it when everything around you is pressuring you and even threatening you to give it up? Um, so I'm thinking I'm going to learn more from them than they're probably going to learn from me. I've got a feeling. <laughs> well, if you got any thoughts on the Beatles, uh, feel free to, to hit us up. We'd love to, to talk some more about let it be. Or uh, I'm sure we'll get into some of their other music as, as we go along. Um, but I think that's about it this week. So thanks for joining us. We'll, uh, we'll talk about next week, but uh, we'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Bye.